Welcome to 40 Years to Freedom Podcast. You're listening to Jen. We got the lovely Brittany today. Hello. And we have a very special guest, Erica. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Very good. Thank you. I'm so excited that you're here today. We're here to talk about lots of life journeys, where you are in your life right now, um, what you're doing, how we all met you, things like that. So welcome. Thank you. Uh, Let's start a little bit by starting with who you are and where you're from, what you're doing, everything like that. Well, I am Erica Clark. I am actually from Southern California, born and raised in Long Beach, California. I moved to West Coast, uh the (laughs) Reno area. I I moved to Truckee in 1997 and then to Reno in 2003. Um, I have one son. He's 22. He's in the Navy and very proud of that kid. Um, Technically, I'm still married, but I'm separated at the moment. Um, We're still trying to figure out what we're going to do with that whole situation. But beyond all of that fun stuff, I am a personal trainer and fitness coach and health coach. I guess we could lump that in there, too. Life coach, I would say. Yeah, that's definitely part she of was life. kind of my life coach. <laughs> right. Exactly. And how did you get started down, uh, down that journey? First, let's start with how you met Brittany, because I met you through Brittany. Yes. Yeah. So Brittany works at the salon that I still partially own. And she started working there when? Two, like six years ago. Yeah. 2017. I don't even remember. The I can't year. even remember either. But anyway, she was one of the founding people of that salon and Sarah, our mutual friend, very good friend. And she just came in and she's been doing really great. But I remember when I first met her, <laughs> she was really struggling with leaving the salon, with leaving her original job. I think you were teaching, right? She's working with I, me. Oh, yeah. OK, that's right. I forgot about <laughs> that. And um, getting fully into the salon business. And I told her one day, I'm like, you just have to do it. The business will come, right? Yeah. You totally like kicked me off my little pedestal. You're like, you can do it. Just spread your wings. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And you did great. Yeah. You're doing awesome. Yeah. So I'm super proud of you. But yeah, that's how we met. And yeah. And then the fitness. So I'm not doing nails anymore. Um, Sarah's pretty much running the salon, which is she's doing awesome with that. But I started becoming a personal trainer about three years ago. I had cancer in 2016, stage three cervical cancer, and I really wanted to start taking a good hard look at, you know, my life. And I was unhealthy and, you know, really stressed out, not sleeping, you know, that kind of thing. And let me ask you a quick question on that one. Um, When it came down to you finding out about the cancer, how did that go about? I had some symptoms. Some, some, some yeah, that are a little too much to talk about, I think, on this podcast. But we're going to save that for um, another one because I definitely want to dig into that one day. Um, But so just some symptoms that women our age need to keep aware of. Absolutely. Yes. Get your pap smears once a year. Ladies, they moved it to three years, but I still say get them once a year. Um, So that turned my life around and I really um, needed to know how not to get that cancer to come back. I did not want it again. So I researched diet, exercise, everything. I went down the whole health rabbit hole as far as um, researching the properties of food and got a little crazy there for a little while because I was really trying. I was scared, very scared. And uh, with all the everything that I read, primarily is if you keep moving your body, you can keep most of the disease in your life away, period. Amen. And that's it. So, you know, they say sitting is the new smoking. That's true. If you just keep moving, you're going to be a heck of a lot better off than your counterparts that don't move. It's funny that you say that because um, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, 
my best friend got married and Brittany was there. Um, but her grandmother, who I haven't seen, she, we've been friends since we were in elementary school. And I haven't seen her grandma because she moved out of the area probably when we were like 10 or 11 years old. So I hadn't seen her in 30 years at yeah. least, at least. And she looked great and she's running around. And here's my mom, who's 76, who's like it's really turning into this old lady like overnight. And here Amber's grandma could run circles around my mom. And she told us the secret is, is that she somebody she watched. Um, of course, I'm not going to be able to think about it right now. But that person said the secret to life every day is power walking. And she power walks every single day, every single day. And here she's in her 80s now. And literally, she could run circles around me. Easy, easy. This little tiny petite 80 year old, 80 something year old woman. So you find yeah, that you say how that. good that is for your whole, your heart, your circulatory system, like everything keeps everything flowing and moving and not blocked and clogged. And yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what it is, is, you know, you have an entire the inside of your blood vessels are where most of your nutrients are absorbed when it comes to the foods that you eat. Mm -hmm. And if you're not moving, it, it's, it's like sludge in your system. But if you keep your blood pumping and you keep it moving, you open up all those avenues for your body to actually absorb the nutrients that you eat into your food. So really movement and moderately healthy diet is what's going to keep you healthy forever. And so you don't have to do crazy stuff, right? It's all mm -hmm. about moderation in Absolutely. this sense. So, I feel like moderation is a little bit easier too to handle and manage in your life. Than like than a huge lifestyle change. Yeah, exactly. Like these people who are like, I'm doing this cleanse for blah, 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 two weeks where they don't need anything. Like, I feel like I would just die on the floor. <laughs> like I would be dead. I saw Chad, my boss, I gave him this juice cleanse for this local <laughs> juice place here. And it was a five day juice cleanse. And by like day three, he binged at the very end, member. Yeah. Oh like, my god, I can't even believe how much food he, eat, he was just he like. Was I'm like... just gonna eat, and then he was just like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But it was like you just wasted a week yes. worth of eating nothing, literally. Yeah. Well, you put them into starvation mode. So what's going to happen? Our bodies are biologically created to. Ne we need food. You can't just go on a juice cleanse and expect these primitive aspects of our body to just go away like your body needs sustenance uh, and you, protein a protein and, carbohydrate yeah, exactly. you know water i mean it needs everything in order for it to run i mean your brain runs on carbohydrates so a you, lot of people don't know that well yeah and so a lot of people go to like do the keto thing right and i feel that i've heard this from a handful of people that i know that are part of the health industry that they say you need to eat some whether they're healthy carbs, whether it's a quick piece uh, or a quick like cup of brown rice, something like that. You mm -hmm. can keep it in in the healthy realm, but you your brain needs that. Your yes. brain function needs that. Yeah, absolutely. And keto's, you know, depending on how many carbs you eat, um, the, like the high keto is, I'm not going to say anything good or bad about it. It's not my favorite diet. I'll just put it that way. Um, you need to have some carbs in your body for a number of reasons for your, you know, your digestive system. Um, you need fiber for all of that to go through. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, brain health. It's it's dangerous to omit one type of macro, right? It's, mm -hmm. Even if you're vegan, you still have to find a way to eat some kind of protein, mm -hmm. you know, whereas if you're doing keto, you need to eat some carbohydrates in order to keep your body functioning. Your body does not like extremes. 
Because the second you go back, like you stop that, you'll go way back because you had cut all of those carbs out. You still need like the balance. Yeah, and you brought up a good point because the second you go back, right? Keto is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Most of these diets aren't sustainable long term, which is why they fail. Right. Because you're not getting what you need, whether it's from an emotional aspect of, you know, your your body's physical needs and physical cravings aspect. You, you know, if it's you want to look for an eating program that supports you in all of your areas for the rest of your life. And, you know, during the holidays, birthday parties, you want something that's feasible mm-hmm. all year round I, rather than I will say when I, I like jumped into like your health um business and like I really I I would listen to you telling your clients about you know just like anti-inflammatory and just very like you go through like the natural route to heal yourself versus like going on like a fab diet or like a diet pill or anything like that you try to like find the source and um that's always worked for me anytime I go back to an anti-inflammatory eating style Mm -hmm. um my body immediately shows success because it's like you eat the good of all the goods that we have to offer versus like cutting one thing or another out um, and you taught me that. So, it's you know, it's helped. Yeah. And well, I'm the exact opposite where I'm going to hop on all the fad diets and get <laughs> all the pills. And I never have success with any of it because I can't do something for more. And that's a lot. A big reason I want to talk to you about all of this is like staying uh, motivational um, and um, keeping keeping it going like good ways of creating those good habits and like what a good healthy routine would be to be able to stay consistent with things because I'll be great for a few weeks. And then I'm going to say that that would be my max. And then it's like, I take this dive right back into this unhealthy lifestyle. And then it's like everything that I've done and accomplished and done to that point is completely gone within a week. And then I go right back to feeling like crap. And I go right back to the extreme like i'll go to the extreme i feel like that's my body in general that's who i am as a person like i will full-on eat the pint of benny and jerry's every single night and drink like a fish and cheeseburgers and everything that i shouldn't be doing and staying away from i'll throw that all in at one time and really go overboard and i hate to say that but a lot of people are like that right yes I've struggled with weight, I think, almost my whole life. So, except for high school, I was really thin in high school, but we all know why I was that thin in high school. Um, But, like, even as a child, I was pretty chubby Um, once I got into high school, slimmed down a ton. But then the second, like, I got back into that comfortable zone, it was bad food choices. And again, like yo-yo dieting and the magic pill. Like I always think that there's going to be a magic pill. One day there's going to be this magic pill that's just going to take it all away. And it fails every time. And it does terrible things to your body. And now at this point in my life, I'm just like, I don't, I hardly take aspirin. Like I hardly take Advil for something (laughs) because I don't like pudding because I've had a ton of issues, health issues in my life. That at this point, it's like trying to cut out little things like Jennifer, don't take this medication that makes your heart race like crazy and then you crash and burn at the end of the day and things like that so um healthy habits it's not my best subject i'd like to get there i would like to get there for sure one day that's why we have erica as our resource (laughs) (laughs) well it's very 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 common and what you're describing is the stop start cycle and it happens with food it happens with exercise it happens with 
quite frankly, a lot of the things in our life. Like we'll try something new and then we'll get comfortable. Okay. And then we'll go right. We'll get comfortable with it. And they'll think, oh, well, I'm just going to have a cheeseburger. I'm just going to have whatever it is that mine's French fries. Right. Um, and then you start going, you feel better. So then you start eating bad foods again. Okay. So, so much of what we do is emotional. Like we, especially as women are driven by our emotions. The choices that we make are driven by our emotions. Mm -hmm. So our food choices that we make are driven by emotions 95% of the time, because really we're never as hungry as we think we are. We're feeding those negative emotions. And I put a post on uh, my Facebook page not too long ago about how I had left a friend's house. who's very old and she's very sick. And, uh, I've, I left her house and I was sad mm-hmm. and all, all I could think about was fast food. Cause that's my go-to, right? Mm-hmm. Del Taco is my favorite fast oh, food. I read that post. Yes. Right. And, um, I thought, why am I, it was one of those crystallizing moments because I finally looked at the craving mm-hmm. and then I, under, I made the connection as to why I was craving it. And I went, Oh my God, Erica, you're not hungry. You're sad. And when you're sad, you want to eat to fill that whole because the food makes you feel good Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so if if most of us took a really good hard look at you know how we ate and why we ate and when we're eating and we check in before we start eating as to what we're feeling and maybe identify a little bit with that feeling we might be able to stop ourselves and before we do make that terrible choice to go eat like me it wasn't just a taco a del taco i mean jesus it was like chili cheese fries two burritos two tacos (laughs) those little cruncher thingies those dollar menu and i'd go home and i would eat it all and you guys look at me and you're like she's thin yeah i still did it i still binged eat i haven't done it in a while Mm -hmm. um but but because i'm really starting to identify the the emotional correlation that i have to the food that i eat and that's a very powerful thing because it gives you control so like let's say you do want to go binge eat you can check in and be like, okay, yeah, I had a crappy day at work. Um, I really want Del Taco. And then after you check in with yourself and be like, okay, I can tell I haven't had a crappy day at work or something bad happened or whatever. Do I really want that food or do I want to go home and make a, a choice? It's about the choice. It's the power of the choice, mm-hmm. right? It's because now you're not just giving into these urges that you have, right? You are allowing yourself to choose, which will make you feel like you're in control again. And that stops the cycle of the stop start. That makes sense. That's really good advice because I have such like a like a fuck it attitude sometimes mm-hmm. when I like I got pregnant. I'm like, fuck it. I, you know, I'm nurture, nourishing my child. And then, you know, nine With months later. burritos. <laughs> well, like a burrito bowl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but then it's just like this vicious, vicious cycle. But just like kind of reminding yourself, like, don't. You know, I had a bad week. And what we I was like, hey, Jen, let's drink. We haven't drank for a whole month, but. Right. Fuck it. Yeah. We were on. Yeah, we were you on know? this. We weren't going to drink it all for November. And then literally I had a bad day. Then she had a bad day. And it was like, I guess we're opening up a bottle of wine. And it, the whole month that we, we committed shit, to yeah, was gone. Twenty two yeah. days. And in. I think I drank every single day since then. Yeah, I have not. But I, I, I have I didn't not drink been as good. I didn't. And it's yesterday. like being able if I were to be more strong in that, like checking yourself version of myself versus the fuck it version. I could be better. So it's like a good thing to remember. Like it really like you just have to draw yourself back in to be like, where, why am I wanting to binge? You know, like mm-hmm. let me or not even binge, but just like go off track. Um, 
That's good advice to. I think the hardest thing for me when it comes down to healthy meals, since I'm a single mom, right? Um, if I have a really long day, by the time I'm coming home, the last thing I want to do is make dinner. The last thing I want to do, even though I will have a whole house full of groceries, I already meal planned for the week. Like I was really good there for a while of meal planning. And then on Sundays I'd do prep. And that was the easiest way for me to keep track because if I cut up everything and I got everything ready for the week on that Sunday, then it's just like throw it in the oven or throw it in the crock pot before I go for work, go to work or whatever. But when I'm having, when I don't do that and I have all the good food at my house, and I work a 12, 14 hour day sometimes, I'm on my way home. I'm thinking, I just want to put, take my shoes off and put my feet up and not have to worry about anything else. And that's when I think I'm going to make the worst decisions. But the problem is, it's not just for me, for my whole family that I'm making these decisions for. And I feel like my kids are getting in this bad habit of, well, what's for dinner? And I'm like, oh, I'm making. And they're like, you know, what sounds really good is in and out you know, or something like that. And it's just like, oh, what am I doing? What am I setting my kids up for in the long run? My husband died at a really young age and was not healthy, you know, his entire adulthood. But he ate, talk about every single day. He ate Jimmy John's every single day. He ate a pizza. Like he would go on these, these binges of it'd be a month of Taco Bell and that'd be the only thing he'd eat for a month. And then the next month he'd never eat Taco Bell again. The next month would be Jimmy John sandwiches like it, and thinking about his health and how he was and everything that was wrong with him with the decisions that he made on a regular basis. Like I'm scared that I am automatically setting my sons up for failure in the long run. Like, am I do, are we doing damage? Am I doing so much damage now that they're not going to be able to kick these bad habits or are they doing damage to their body by eating this kind of stuff, these processed foods, whatever it is, to the point where it is going to lead to something terrible in the long run? Like, that's where my brain goes at night when everybody's like, I can't sleep, but I'm watching Netflix. And my You're brain's like, thinking oh my of like, I can make sure my kids live until they're at least, you know, 85 years old. <laughs> and what am I doing? And, oh my God, I got my apples and no more lunch meat. And like, I think about that kind of stuff in my head all the time. Well, I will tell you right now that your kids won't die from it. All right. Besides they're young. And honestly, their cell turnover is so fast that they can eat that crap right now. We do not have to worry about the children in that regard as far as what they're eating. Yes. If they're obese, which I know both of your boys are not, they're both very slender and they're fairly active. Yeah. Um, We don't usually really have to worry about the children. Okay. Everybody's like, what about the children? And I'm like, (laughs) I've raised, I've raised four boys and they've all ate like crap. And I have one son, but I've raised three stepsons and they're fine. It's really when you start to get into your thirties and we, as we all know, cause we're all children of something, right? Our parents have tried to instill in us all of these good values, all of these good things, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And we didn't listen to one damn thing. They said, we just did what the hell we wanted to do anyway. Right. Yeah. The kids, the children won't even care about what's going into their bodies until their 30s, our age, especially boys. Girls will care a little bit more, but only if because of how they look, okay? They won't care. And usually because the metabolism, I was like you, I was was heavy my whole life. Um, And 
so my mother always had us on diets and I hope she never hears this one, but <laughs> she did as, you know, she as we were kids. <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry. I'll just say that out loud. Um, but she did have us all the way on diets. Now, to be fair, my, my sister did have a thyroid issue and was even heavier than I was, but we were never small children. <clears throat> so I grew up, you know, always my mom always trying to eat healthy in our household and I resented the hell out of it. So by the time the, the reason why I think I do what I do is because it was denied to me when I was a child. So it's a double edged sword with kids, but don't keep yourself up at night over it because they're fine. All right. It, it, you need to worry more about you. And then, you know, as far as meal prep, yes, meal prep is what, where it's at, right? If you make good money and I don't know what your salary is, but they have all these things that you can order online that are like prepared meals are actually really good. Like the factor. I see that one all the Those time. Those are high in sodium. Don't factor, do that. Oh, and then, but then we have, um, we have Ice Age meals here. Well, at least we used to. Oh, it's yeah. The and local the, oh, that's the local What's the other one? The macro, there's, um, it'll come to me. Yeah, but there's several local. So if you mm -hmm. can afford it and you mm -hmm. don't have the time, go do that. Go order those kinds of meals, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you can do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, you can also, I meal prep on Sunday. Of course I live alone and I don't have any children, but at the moment living with me, I, um, you know, I'll get a crock pot. I'll pull up a recipe that's going to last me five days and I'll throw all that chicken or pork or meat or whatever it is in the crock pot. I'll put all my favorite stuff in there. Then I'll make a bunch of broccoli because I love broccoli and green veggies really fill you up and they help you eliminate well, they make you poop and um that's you know helps clean out your digestive system but it keeps you full at the same time right yeah so you just and as far as the kids like pasta they can eat pasta you could take meat and noodles and you could find all kinds of really easy stuff for them too but you know it's really just about finding a something that works for you right it, yeah you know i it, i just you just really have to find something that works for your time frame, you know? Well, I like easy. Um, I love to cook. So I, that doesn't bother me. And I do not have um, the financial means to be able to, or I, I wish I could just, and if, if it was just me, I would do something like that. But my mom lives with me now. I have both boys with me. So I do have to go to the grocery store, buy mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, I'm a stickler though, when it goes to the store, like I refuse to go to the store without a list. I don't make a lesson unless I have a menu mm -hmm. because if I don't do any of that stuff, I end up with crap and nothing mm -hmm. goes together. Yeah. Like nothing is going to go together when I'm like, oh, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? Oh, well, I got tortillas, but I didn't get any meat to put in it. Or I got um, a bunch of protein, but I didn't get any veggies or I don't have a good starch, things like that. So I sit down, I'll make a, a meal list for the week. <laughs> It sounds like I'm, I do this every week. When I do this, <laughs> when I do this, I'll sit down on a Sunday um, and I'll write my menu for the week. From that menu, I'll go and I'll write my grocery list of exactly what I need for that menu, plus a handful of things for the boys. Gavin forever, even though he's 15, will live on a one of those giant boxes of goldfish a week. Oh, yeah. Like, he's I, a great. He loves the damn goldfish. <laughs> I do, too. Every They're time so we're going good. to Winco, he's like, can I get goldfish? I'm like, yes. Yes, you can get it. Yes, my seven-year-old child, you can have goldfish. Um, but, like, besides, like, a handful of extra snack things for my kids, then I have to come home. And that's where it gets really hard. Come home and put it together. Because if I don't put it together... 
the likelihood of me using everything that I'm going to do or I'm, I have planned is a lot slimmer than if I just went home, came from the grocery store, put it all out there, got all my Ziplocs out, my containers, whatever it is, and it's ready to go for me in the fridge. That's the way that I have to really stick with it in mm -hmm. order to do it. But maybe like that time. Key. Yeah, I feel like that's key, like doing it as you bring it home from the grocery store, cutting it all up, getting it together, because mine will, I, I've wasted so much money on groceries that yeah. just end up sitting in my fridge. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I go with good intentions. I get the staples that I know that I will cook that are healthy. I try to stay away from the middle aisles. But even if I buy that, DoorDash is so easy when I've had a long day, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. But if I pre-do it, if I do it on Sunday and I cut it up and I really like plan my week out, then it gets done. But if I take it from the car and put it right in the fridge and then just think I'll do it after work each day, you I won't. really, truly don't. Some yeah. days, you know, like I get off at a decent hour and that's just what I do. I go home, I cook dinner. But then there's those days I get off at 7 and anything after home, that. seven forty. you're done. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a no for me. And yeah. that's where yeah. I lose myself yeah. every single time. Yeah. And that, so it is about time management, you guys. I hate to say it. Um, I'm saying this from a place where I have no responsibilities right now. But I am, I'm dog sitting right now. Okay. And I'm dog sitting a very challenging puppy. And I did order DoorDash the first night that I was there because even though I had meal prepped everything and it was at my apartment in my refrigerator, I didn't have time. I didn't want to, well, I did have time, but I didn't want to stop and do that because I was worried about the dog being by itself. So I get it, but we do have the time. We really, really do. Yeah. Okay. Look at the 40 minutes you wait for your DoorDash to actually arrive. Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Or just, we all scroll on Facebook forever. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And there is time for that. What it boils down to is making a commitment and that's hard and that's why so many people struggle. But I have a, I have a book, I have a appointment. It's not even an appointment book. It's a day planner and it's a hard real life day planner, right? If it's not in the day planner, it doesn't happen. So I write everything down and then at the end of the day, I check it off my list, who I need to call, if I need to meal prep, if I'm having lunch with my mother, podcasts was on my calendar today, which I put in the day that you told me about it, Brittany. Um, I, you know, if it's not in that book. So when I have that written down and I can check it off, I'm like, all right, I did it. Right. Those are my goals that I need to, mm -hmm. to do for the day. And you're accomplished. And they're accomplished. And if there's something that isn't accomplished today, that isn't like an immediate thing, then it goes to the next day. And this really kind of segues into fitness and, you know, everything else, because it too is a goal, you know, putting your workouts in on your, on your book, but, and you have to set realistic goals. You have to set realistic goals because if you try and overset your goals, then you're going to screw up because you're never going to meet them. Right. Yeah. And it has, and there's to be small goals. <laughs> you taught me that when I was working with you for Brittany's wedding. Yeah. Um, because I was struggling because I was doing everything I was supposed to do. I was eating correctly. I was doing the workouts that I was supposed to do every single day. I was doing extra stuff on my days that I didn't have to necessarily like plug in a workout, but I wasn't dropping pounds on the scale. Mm -hmm. And you had to have several conversations with me along the way that that's not necessarily, but like try to do your clothes fit different. How's your energy level? Like, do you feel like you're getting through the day without more coffee or caffeine or anything like that? And that it, and it was, it's truthfully that it completely was. And it was to the point where I did get 
my I had to get my dress altered to fit me correctly, <laughs> which I didn't think was ever going to happen. Yeah. Like, I didn't think that that was ever going to happen because I was like, I felt like, again, I'm on this roller coaster of weight loss, this weight loss roller coaster that I've been on my whole entire life. So it's like, I'm going to have those moments where, yeah, that first couple of weeks, I feel like is the easiest. And I think that because I did Weight Watchers right after I had the boys and I lost like 47 pounds mm-hmm. on Weight Watchers and I loved it. But it was like, boom, the first four weeks, I lost like 25 pounds. Mm -hmm. Like it happened so quick. And then you kind of like plateau, right? So then it was like, oh, I didn't really. Oh, and I gained two pounds last week. Even though my lifestyle didn't change, my planning didn't change, nothing changed. It was my body was finally actually adjusting to the changes that I was making, right? Everything starts kind of like ticking together. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, well, that happens a lot because, you know, there's a few then... So your cycles, right? If you're a, a female and you have a period, then you you always get bloated and gain a little weight right around your period, right? Mm-hmm. And people also have changes when they're ovulating too, which is right before their period. So you see these little fluctuations in your body, um, which is why it's really important not to weigh yourself every day, because sometimes seeing that number on the scale can uh, actually make you sabotage yourself mm-hmm. because you're like, fuck it, right? You go into yeah. the whole fuck it mentality again. And which, you know, if you're going to just do it for a day, that's great. Bring yourself back to, you know, your healthy eating habits again, but um, yeah. try not to get too hung up on like a small weight, weight change. You can gain up to five pounds a day, just water weight if you've eaten something salty. And so when it comes to working out and fitness, unfortunately, as I'm learning now, um, you really need to watch your diet, obviously. I mean, it's really important to keep an eye on your diet while you are working out because you're not going to get all the results that you want, which is a little bit of a back step on what I've always taught. Um, what I realized is recently I, I've, I've changed my eating habits completely and I wasn't losing any weight and I was working out like a fiend, right? So I'm a personal trainer. I'm in the gym every single day. I'm working out with my clients and I cannot lose any weight. I was eating pasta every single night. I was overeating, binge eating. I've had a lot of stress. And I was not eating the right food choices yeah. for me. And I, I gained weight. And, but here I am trying to cardio it off. And it wasn't budging. It was not budging. So what I will tell you, if we can just talk about diet for a little bit longer, is that if you can eat six small meals a day, and we're talking one to 300 calories, you want to keep, keep it in a budget, whatever your budget is. And you always want to be in a deficit if you're working out. If you're wanting to lose weight, excuse me. Um, that's why Fitbits or Apple Watches or anything like that that help you know monitor how many calories you're consuming are really helpful. But you can't just eat all 1,200 calories in it in one sitting. Yeah. And you can't eat it in three sittings. You've got to eat these. You have to have breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, and all of those meals should be small cal- smaller caloric meals, balanced with a protein and a carbohydrate. And when I mean carbohydrate, I'm not talking about pasta. I'm talking about green veggies, low low glycemic uh, uh, vegetables, fruits occasionally. Most of the vitamin C that we get is actually from our green leafy vegetables and not from fruits. So if you're trying to lose weight, you kind of want to stay away from anything that's high natural sugar, even though it's quote unquote healthy, like an apple. Apple has a lot of natural sugar in it. So the idea of eating six small meals a day keeps your blood sugars stable. When you have spikes in your blood sugars, that's when you start having these hungry moments (coughs) and these low moments. Okay, so let's say you eat a bunch of sugar, have candy or whatever, your blood sugar spikes, 
Okay, your body like uses it and then it tanks immediately and then you're hungry again because you're feeling fatigued and so your body is naturally trying to find that energy source. Hmm. So if you can eat stable meals all throughout the day that are similar or alike that are within your caloric budget, then you're going to find that you're going to lose weight. It's going to be easier because you're not going to be as hungry. <coughs> Excuse me. Period. Amen. Right. Yeah. So that's it. The key is to eat small meals and all day long. And I feel like, again, doing things like that, I feel like it's always more food than I need in a day. Yes, but you got to eat it. Yeah. Like I'm always <laughs> just like, God, it's time for a snack. And I'm like, but you would think like eating a less calorie, but you're eating more like you would be still hungry because you're eating less calories. But then you find yourself being like, I'm not even hungry. Yeah. But you just got to you got to stick to that, you know. Well, and if sorry, if you do, if you if you continue to eat, your body doesn't go into starvation mode. And this is one quick thing that I just want to bring up. If you have large spans of time in between your meals, <laughs> your body holds on to everything. The more you give it and the more often you give it, the less it's going to hold on. Mm -hmm. So we look at diet totally the wrong way. Feed your body, fuel your body with small meals every six mm -hmm. hours where, you know, stay within your caloric budget, but don't starve yourself. And starving means going over three hours without a meal. So that's it. So I've noticed since I've been working here because Chad is always on a diet or he's he crazy works out like every single day and he's always like push 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 like health and fitness better choices blah 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 but he does the um intermittent fasting intermittent fasting mm -hmm. so i've got on that right so i don't eat anything anymore until lunch but i feel like over this last year i have put on the most weight that i've ever had and i feel when it comes to me like getting closer to that mark where i can eat I feel famished. Like, I feel like I'm going to pass out if I don't eat a piece of salami or something like grab. They have the jack links all around here, the cold crafts. Um, but I feel like I am grabbing those. Well, about 40 minutes, probably before. Yeah. And then I'll overdo it. And then I don't feel good the rest of the day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's why. Okay. So we're going to go back to caveman days really quick. Um, we never knew when we were going to get another meal when we were. So this is our biology. We cannot change biology, right? And just because we live in modern times, our bodies are the same as what they were when we first started walking this earth, okay? We never knew when we were going to get another meal. So when it came time to eat, we would binge eat because that was the only time and we didn't have refrigerators or anything like that back then. So we would this fasting thing, right? And then binge, binge, binge. And that's fine if you're starving okay if you are living on the land and you don't know when your next meal is going to be it's not fine when you're living in a world of convenience because yeah. those th that that whole structure of you know intermittent fasting and i've done it too and i understand the science behind it but that was for our cavemen bodies then we binge eat because we're starving right in mm -hmm. this Thing. And then we binge eat the salty stuff because it's going to it's it's replacing electrolytes in your body that you haven't given yourself. Right. You're eating, you know, the sweet stuff because your body's craving sugar because it hasn't had any in such a long time. You're eating all this immediate, immediate stuff. Right. That's going to satisfy that need, but it's only going to put weight on you. Yeah. So you either need to shorten your window of intermittent of fasting or because he's a man. 
hate to say it, men and women are very, 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 very different. <laughs> men do pretty good on intermittent fasting because of their biology. Women, on the other hand, were meant to carry babies. We have more fat on our body because wow. of that. Our bones, joints, and our ligaments are all different because of the, that fact that we're meant to bear children. And we have estrogen, <laughs> which is something that puts weight on you. And as we go through hormone hormonal changes, especially as we get older, when you've just had a baby, you, you know, you have these massive hormonal changes that are going on in your body mm -hmm. and you can't do that anymore. Okay. You can't do it. You have to feed it. You have to feed it all day long. You have to have the snack every three hours. If you're not eating every three hours, a small meal, you're doing something wrong. Your body will then let go of the weight. I promise really, as long as you're eating healthy stuff. Mm. Yeah. Have you seen those? I I want to go in just for my, I'm a visual person, but yeah. those NutriSenses and they like pin right to the back of your arm mm -hmm. and it'll show you when you eat something that like raises your blood sugar. Yes. Um, Cause I like prior to having a baby, I was diagnosed with PCOS and that's like insulin resistance mm -hmm. and all that. Um, and I notice whenever I eat things that don't spike my blood sugar and then a crash, um, but this shows you everything. Like you eat hot rice and you, your insulin spikes, but if you eat rice that's been cooked, refrigerated, your insulin doesn't spike. And so I'm really fascinated by like trying to learn, like if I actually want to do this long term, what, which I do because I want my family to be healthy. Um, what can I eat and see exactly how it, what it does to my body? Because then I won't, I'll stay away from it more because yeah. I'm visual, you know? So yeah. if I'm like, okay, Taco Bell did this to me, I, visually I'll remember like, okay, I don't want to eat that. And I, I think that like, keeping it more on, for women on that like more insulin mm -hmm. and like um blood um sugars um like type of eating way, way of eating um i think that that's like the in my brain the way i could like have the most success i guess yeah and if you use the tools that we have we have technology i mean we're blessed with the time where we have technology which is why i love the fitbits and the apple watches because they I love my apple watch you know what if, if it, use it you know, use it as the tool that it is. I don't know how to use it, it for is. that, like what you're saying, how it's going to do my calories. So I just have the activity. And when I hit all three rings, like I'm at the end of the day, I'm like, whoop, whoop. Yeah. I, I always rings. do a little cheer yeah. for Jen. And it's yeah. like, Jen closes all three rings. I'm like, yeah, Because we follow each other on Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. But I no. think it's also awkwardly funny. And I'm all, Brittany just finished a workout. It's 1130 at night. She thinks I'm having sex. <laughs> And what if you are? are? Who cares, right? That's exercise. I do only work out in the morning, so. so weird. It's so weird. That's funny. That no, um, the Fitbit's a little bit more user-friendly, I think, than the Apple Watch, because the Apple Watch is an Apple Watch, and so it does all kinds of things. You can text and talk and, you know, yeah. do all the things on there, and it, the Fitbit is just solely for exercise. So I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people have the Apple Watches. I prefer the Fitbit because it's so clear but whatever you need to do, but use it as the tool that it is. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. When, um, one of my first podcasts that we did, we talked about, um, we were in Vegas and I would show everybody because nobody believed how much, cause we were, we walked everywhere and then we were at a nightclub until like four o'clock in the morning. And me, I did not stop dancing like yeah. all night long. And then we, and then it's like, I was counting. I'm like, oh my God, I hacked up seven, seven flights of stairs yesterday, even though I did none. And <laughs> I did 18,000 steps. Doesn't that visual yesterday. help you though? Because you're like, yes. uh, And then I would yeah. show everybody and be like, we did like 3.3 miles yes. yesterday. Yes. And they're just like, no, we did it. I'm like, yes, we did. Like, I like yeah. proof. Sometimes when I work out, even when I was doing your home yeah. programming, 
Um, if I forgot to turn my fitness tracker on, <laughs> holy shit, I'm like, it was a lie. Yeah, I didn't right. work out. Like right. my body is yeah. proud of me, but yeah. nobody else in the world I is know. proud of me because I don't actually have the visual to be able to see like you did do it. You did complete it. I don't know why I'm that way, but no, we all helps. are. We all need that <laughs> those kudos. And you know, we don't really get it anymore. And that's the problem. We don't get it from a lot of the places that we should be getting it, like our jobs. And you know, we thrive on positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. And you know, unfortunately, with the way technology is these days, like you don't even get asked if you need help out from the grocery store anymore, right? But we need that. We need that acknowledgement. Yeah. Right. And so that's when these devices can come in handy and high five you. Right. Virtually. Yeah. Or even, you know, a fitness coach or, you know, personal trainer or whatever, you know, you want that validation of I'm doing a really good job and it's important. Again, we circle back to the emotional thing, right? Most everything that we do is based in our emotions, especially as women and men too. I mean, even though they don't acknowledge it because they're men, right? Yeah. But they do. We need it. And we're losing it. And this country is starving for it. And that's why I we're agree. filling our bodies with other things, because we are not getting the emotional, our emotional needs met. And so we are becoming more and more obese. I mean, think about it. Think about it. They're having robots deliver food now. It's mm -hmm. like it's like Wally. -E. It's like yeah, Wally -E uh -huh. really happened. Exactly. Uh -huh. Like people aren't getting out of their chairs. Yeah. And like. It's become oh too God. easy to but be lazy. The problem is, is my 600 pound life, every single one of those people have a spouse. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so there, you know, of codependent relationships enabling. Right. It's yeah, cycle. It's totally a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, let's yeah. get, um, let's talk about really quick. Um, New Year's resolution. Okay. <laughs> so New Year's resolutions, I think is a big thing when you are part of the gym on a regular basis. I mean, your business is there, you um, train your clients. So new year comes, right? I do it every single year. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to quit uh, eating in and out. I am not going to do caffeine anymore. Like I feel like <laughs> every single year I have my list. But I could tell you that I don't stick with that list. So what do you see in the gym? Because we just talked about it beforehand. Like there's actually a term for those people. Yeah. New Year's resolutioners. Yeah. And it's starting right now for me in my business. I have no openings and I can't even take one more client if I wanted to. Um, everybody, you know, it's a it's a clean slate. So you feel like you're going to start over. Right. But the fact is, is that it doesn't work because your commitment your why is not big enough, right? Yeah. If you're using your the new year as your why, you're going to fail hands down every single time. Mm -hmm. If people really sat down and journaled and really decided what their why was, and for everybody, it's different. For me, it was cancer, right? And the fear of, you know, bad daily habits, having the cancer come back, that terrified me, you know? and that was my why. Okay. And we all have one that's deep and that it's our own truth. So if you can get away from, you know, I'm doing this because it's a brand new year and really delve into really why you want to get healthy, like what's your root reason and make that your focus, the likelihood of you succeeding is much better. And the other thing that you really need is community, right? You need mm -hmm. friends and family it's and always people. always helped me every single time. Exactly. Yeah. Same here. And, you know, you need to surround yourself with healthy people. You are, you are most like the five people that you surround yourself with. 
right? So if if you feel like the people that you surround yourself with aren't very healthy, you need to either get them on board with you or start making some new friends that are going to be more aligned with your true goals, right? It takes a really deep self-evaluation to decide to make the choice to become healthy forever. And for everybody, that's different. You know, you can't, you can't choose for somebody else. You have to really kind of sink in and ask yourself why. And when you are struggling, you need to rely on that as you, you know, try and maintain those healthy habits and you're going to fall off the wagon. You know, Mm -hmm. you will. You're human. Community can help pick you back up. Precisely. You know, that's why you have friends and a coach and, or, just people in your life who are going to support you, right? Yeah. You know, the 600-pound life, they're enabling. They're not supporting. And sometimes when you're trying to support somebody, you have to ask really hard questions. And you have to be you have to be a little hard. You know, I was called harsh once. And I just looked at my client and I just said, listen, <laughs> you're giving me every reason why not, right? You're giving me every reason why you can't but you have not given me one reason why you can. And if you want to just sit here and talk for a half an hour, I'm sorry, that's not my job. I'll go find you a therapist. But if you want to work out and put your money where your mouth is, then we're going to go work out and we're going to do that. Commit to yourself. And <laughs> he was not happy about that. And I said, look, if I'm not the trainer for you, that's fine. But I would be doing you a disservice if I just blew smoke up your ass every single time you got in here mm-hmm. and, you know, not, not helped you the way that you wanted to help. You hired me to help you, to yeah. guide you. Yeah. So his why was not strong enough, you know, mm-hmm. and really you have to dig deep. And that's where the truth is. You got to dig deep. You know, why am I drinking every night? <laughs> why am I eating the foods that I'm, I'm eating? Why am I not going to the gym? You know, what is preventing me? What inside of me is preventing me from making these healthy choices that I know are going to help myself, help mm-hmm. myself, right? What part of me feels like I'm unworthy of that? You know, and you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars on therapy, or you can just sit down with a journal one night, have a good cry and figure it out, you know, because it's really, like I said, it's all based in emotions. You feel like you're good enough. You need your new year's resolution to like get you propelled to go to the gym. But then after a while you peter out because at the end of the day, you feel like you're not worth it. Yeah. Period. Amen. Yeah. Everything else is more important than you when you are really the most important thing, because if you're not taking care of your body, you're not taking care of the people in your life. Yeah. yeah. I love that you said that about like, um, <clears throat> like having a why or whatever, because I keep talking about, well, there's a couple different reasons. Um, my sister and I, we both just had some doctor's appointments that I, it scared me. I was like, I want to be around for my daughter forever. And then our friend Sarah just had back surgery. She wants to be healthy. You reached out to me saying that like you were kind of in a place that you wanted to get healthy. And I've never been like a resolutioner, I guess, but I do feel like the beginning of the year always gives me a reset because it's right after the holidays and it's just like, you know, you just kind of, it's after summer, so you're not in a swimsuit or anything like that. And um, I want to challenge Jen, I want to challenge Sarah, my sister, to like our own, not really resolution, but but because we all have a why that like we, uh, it's deeper than like a resolution that we could like build on our little community of each other to like, okay, let's, let's be accountable for each other. Let's check in with each other. I have you who even you said, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm in your programming and I'm falling off the wagon and not doing it, it's like, use me as your resource. How can I help you? Yeah. And so, um, at the end of this, I'll kind of talk about a challenge I want to do, but, um, different than an actual resolution. So, yeah. 
Well, you know, that might be something to look at. And I would be, if, if you guys, you know, think about, and it doesn't have to be exercise. I don't care what you do as far as exercise goes. I don't care what you do as how, how you're eating. But if, if you want me to spearhead a little group and I don't care how many people are in it, we can set that up. Love it. You know, yeah. we can make a Facebook page. We could, you know, we could, you know, go through my app or I have the group thing. We could do uh-huh. whatever, you well, know? So I love it. Put your heads together. Let's create a community. Yeah, that's, right. that's what I like. Yeah. Before the end of the year. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, yes. I, I mean, say enjoy this month. And <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I get it. Absolutely. We're human, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I'm the only, yeah I want to enjoy every month, but I definitely need to make better choices for myself in order for me to take care of everybody else. Because that is my role in life. I have come to the conclusion that I am forever going to be the caretaker of everyone. I a took lot care of, people. of my husband. I take care of Chad here. I take care of my kids. I now take care of my mom. One day I might have to take care of my dad. But who's taking care of me? You you need to take care I of me. I need to take care of me because I'm not going to be able to do any of that. No. So. Um, no. Yeah. Make it your priority. Absolutely. Believe me. There's That's enough time. what this challenge yeah. is. is like, yeah. Do this it's, for you. It's yeah. easy for me to do right now because my boss isn't here. And he's on the road for a few months. So it makes it easier for me to commit to meal planning, to commit to a regular routine to make time for other things because I'm not so needed here. So it, this is the best time for me mm-hmm. to hop on this wagon and not that it's a bandwagon, but hop on this wagon and keep rolling Yeah, to be able to get those um, good habits just like steadily in my life on a regular basis. And then when you're struggling, when you do, when he does come back and you're back at work, why don't you all meal prep together one day? Yeah. Right. Like go over to Brittany's house, have a glass of wine, whatever, hang out. Right. Yeah. Meal prep in her kitchen or she comes over yep. to your house or recruit your mom to help you. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's always a way where there's a will. There is a way, period. Amen. And I'm yeah. the busiest person I know. I never fucking stop. And I find time. Right. Yeah. I've got three dog sitting jobs this week. I have my online business, which I'm still doing. I'm doing this new this um, healthy habits thing that I'm doing health coaching. And then I'm also doing my in-person personal training and I'm working on creating a fitness program for senior citizens. And so I'm like, where do I have time for myself? I do. I make it every morning and every night. It's about me. Even if I have to say no to my friends, it's about me. That's my commitment to myself is because now that I'm a mom, I feel like I give all of myself to everybody else. My daughter, my husband, my clients, my friends that I haven't really found that ground yet to find my me time. And that is what I'm, my focus is, is I don't care if it's a walk by myself or I just need to cut out every single day time for myself or I can't give my, I can't be the best version of myself for everybody else. Okay. So I have a very powerful thing before we kind of start wrapping up here. I had a, a lady today. Um, she's 80 something years old. She takes her grandchildren to soccer. She has back pain. She's got all this pain in her body. And she's telling me that she could have a surgery that could potentially alleviate that pain. And I didn't say this to her and she'll never hear this podcast, but she's like, well, what about the downtime? And I just, I wanted to look at her and say, well, what if you're not there? Which is true. Yeah. What are they going to do if you're not there? What happens when you keel over dead? Mm-hmm. So you're going to exhaust yourself trying to take care of everybody else, right? But <laughs> you're going to die. And not you guys, because you guys are young, but she's in her 80s. You're going to die or you're going to be in so much pain that you're not going to be able to move. And then what? Take the time now to take time for you so that when you need to caretake for other people, you will have it 
the availability to do that. Yeah. Find it, you know, make it. Don't. Brilliant. It, yeah. Because, I mean, if you're not there. Yeah. How can you take What's the value? difference? Yeah, exactly. Who's going to wear all the hats? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fill up your own cup, you know? <laughs> yes. Fill up your own cup it's first. It's like on the airplane. You cannot, yeah, you can't save somebody else if you don't put your oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's like such a huge quote in a different, so many different aspects. In this country, we work to live. We don't live to work. No, is that right? No, we live to work. We don't work to live. Okay, so we live for our work, right? Give, 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 give. And we excuse ourselves all the time. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this for this person, for that person, for all these people, right? Yep. And then you're dead, right? And you've lived no life, okay? In other countries, they work so that they can live. And it's all about switching your mindset you know, mm -hmm. and creating that environment where you do have time for yourself. I don't care what it is. Do it. <laughs> Feel fulfilled at the end of that. Whatever, whatever it is, you know, I had a really good conversation with a friend's mom one time. And um, we may have been a little bit under the influence, but <laughs> um, she ha sat down with me and my girlfriend and had this whole conversation about how she's the new rich, right? Because she has this amazing piece of pro property um, in Santa Cruz that like, it's everything that you can imagine, but their home is like a green home. They live off the land. They collect their own well water so they can water the produce. They grow all their own vegetables. They do all their own canning. Like they live off and she's explained it all to the fact of, she's like, I read, I don't know what the book is called. I just watched the movie, the Steve Jobs um, movie, but the book, she read the book about Steve Jobs and Apple Okay. Um, about how he literally worked and worked and worked and worked yeah. and worked and he drove everyone out of his life, including everyone in his family. So when he actually got sick, there was nobody there for him and he died alone. Yeah. Ridiculously wealthy alone. Yeah. And nobody wanted to be part of it anymore because that's all he gave everything to his business and his work that he had no time for loved ones, family, children, anything like that, that they all walked out of his life because they wanted more. They didn't want his money. They didn't want his work ethic. They didn't want any of that. They wanted him yeah. as a person, as a yeah. whole, to be part of their lives. And he was never there. So they just walked from it. And then he died alone. And that to me has settled in me somehow so hard for so long and i always literally go back to that very moment when we were we were having the conversation together in my friend's house and i just i always think about that because it, it is true and i feel i do it a lot to where i'm here i don't go get home till late and then it's like i don't have time for my kids i don't make that time i don't have those happy moments anymore it, they're teenagers though so it's not exactly. like it's not like they're little kids and they're missing out on their mom cuddle time or anything like that my kids could really have an entire day without even talking to me yeah but um it just that is always set with me since she told me that and that was like five years ago i think um let's Brittany. what did you want to talk about or oh i have a challenge i want to challenge you and i'm going to challenge sarah my sister and any of our listeners really that want to like partake in the challenge and more than a new year's resolution it's like digging deep and finding your why you want to just change your lifestyle and i want to do six weeks it's from january 1st to february 14th and um, whatever eating plan or workout plan that you want to do, um, 
Erica has a lot of resources. I'm going to choose to do the Mediterranean diet because it's Mm anti-inflammatory. It's very easy to transition long term. Um, And I'm going to cut alcohol and social media. And um, (laughs) because as I pick up my phone, if you take Instagram, Facebook and TikTok off your phone, that gives you your time to work out there or meal plan. There's no excuse. And I think it just rids you of it's like mind, body and soul. And, you know, if you don't want to partake, you don't have to. But I am going to put the challenge out there. And then, you know, after the middle of February, we can all kind of like regroup and see like how we did and if we fell off, why and how we can help each other long term because it really is finding your village that helps you get you through yeah and for me accountability is huge and I love being able to motivate others and when I need motivation I love being able to lean on my friends for that yeah to just be like come on we got this there's a reason why we did this remember when you were feeling a lull and you you were just really sick of everything that's going on like let's do this together and so that's my challenge is um six weeks you don't have to do the social media like I am or the alcohol or even the whatever diet you want or whatever fitness program you're looking into. Um, but it really might. Ch- I did it once before a long time ago and it did change my life. And so it might really change a lot of lives if you just really focus on what's your why. And s- six weeks are going to pass regardless. Yeah. So why not try? I'm in. I'm in. Cool. Well, and then let me just interject one thing. Set realistic goals, small ones. Totally. Right. So if you're not getting rid of social media entirely, budget yourself. You know, For like sure. I got 15 minutes, set an alarm on your phone. Oh, that's smart. Uh-huh. Very. That's what I have to do too, because in the mornings I do my spiritual work first thing. Then I get on Facebook because I promote my business. So I set a timer, 30 minutes, right? Then that's it. Then I'll take 30 minutes later in the day and then I'll take 30 minutes in the evening and that's it. So I'm not sitting there scrolling. Smart. Um, yeah. Super so, smart. Small goals. Yeah. Because yeah, you deal. can really get lost in TikTok. Yo, oh, hell yeah. TikTok's <laughs> oh awful. God. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm so That is my current addiction right yeah. now. And everybody mm. makes fun of me for it. And I'm like, you, y'all are laughing. But the pasta you ate last night is because of TikTok. Well, exactly. <laughs> I look anything up anymore, like Mediterranean diet. And I found so many resources. You're like, perfect. This will help this. This oh, I'm having issues with this. I'll look it up on TikTok and there's 20 other people going through the same thing. So yeah. it's hard. Yeah. But limiting myself, that's a really great idea. Well, yeah. I'm in for your challenge for sure. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Um, we got to start wrapping this up. But um, first, Erica, if people want to maybe reach out to you, I know you said it right in the middle of our <laughs> podcast that you don't even have room to take on clients, but you might just be a motivational factor for some, which following we would have, your page, yeah. following yeah. your page because you always leave that. So where can people find you on social media? So I am on Facebook at Erica L. Clark and also at ELC Health and Wellness. Um, if you guys are interested in uh, partnering with me for personal training or actually rather programming, personal programming, and, you know, you can wait a couple months until the whole thing dies off, um, just send me an email, elchealthandwellness at gmail.com, or you can message me on Facebook at Erica L. Clark or ELC Health and Wellness. Um, there's so many options, even though I am really busy. Um, just reach out to me and talk to me and tell me what's going on with your life. Email me. Send me an email. I and really quick that programming it, that that's the best thing because you can it's a it's set up workouts where you can do them anywhere you can do them at the gym you can do them in your house you can do them when you're traveling um yeah. so it's not something where it's like you have to have this scheduled appointment with a trainer all yeah. the time so it's and really it's awesome reasonably priced and you get a community too which is really I agree. cool so yeah reach out to me we can have a conversation awesome yeah um and then i want one more thing from you um i want you to leave us with three healthy habits that we <laughs> could do 
So three, three healthy, healthy habits. habits, not necessarily like food wise or anything like that. Like Mental, you talked about body, soul journaling or, you know, just like setting yourself up for success. What would be your three most powerful um, habits that you could leave our listeners with? OK, number one, gratitude journal. Every night before you go to bed, write down just three things that you're grateful for. And if you can expand on those things, not just like, oh, I had a good day or I love my wife or whatever. Write about it. Talk about your day. Talk about your wife. Talk about your child. Talk about whatever it is that made you feel really good about yourself that day because that's going to build that healthy emotional habit, right? We're going to focus on the positive. So gratitude journal, three, okay, six small meals a day around anywhere from one to 300 calories depending on your caloric budget, okay? Healthy carbs, healthy proteins, healthy everything, fats. Um, Eating that will keep your blood sugar stable, keep your mind from, you know, it really helps everything, your emotional highs and lows, everything. And then the third one is try and get a good night's sleep, 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 rest. And then there's one more water, drink a lot of water, 64 <laughs> ounces a day, but try and get a good night's sleep. And even if you need help from sleeping pills or something, go talk to your doctor, but it's super important that you get a good night's sleep. Okay. So those are my awesome. Three and a half things. Awesome. <laughs> well, four. We'll make it four for okay. you because the last one is essential. Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you so much for being here today, Erica. Like, this is really great information and it kind of put a little kickstart in my heart for sure. <laughs> oh, I, like I learned, some, yeah. some things, I learned so. so much good. today. I'm I glad. learned so much to, today and I'd love to have you back again one day. Um, I love that you're local. You're a local here. You're at a gym locally. That's pretty close to here. Um, which is awesome. I love the programming that you do online. I love I love you to death. So Aww. thank you so much for being here Brittany. thank you for thank being you. here today um i just want to give a shout out to the lovely babes we turn water into wine in this yeah. we turn wa- <laughs> the babe grigios with the bubbles you know that you're my favorite we're trying to get uh, a sponsorship <laughs> we love you guys and what you guys are doing in modesto down there and uh thank you to our podcast partner for this life eight for everybody podcast series you guys believe in us and we appreciate all that um, and we will be back again next week. So sure. thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here, Erica. Thank you. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.